You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Three of what? What are we talking about? You got four. The movies. I I, I gave you some movies to watch. Oh, homework. More homework for Tess. Well, no, you know. just for this. You know, Joe. (laughs) Well, when I find out that he hasn't seen something, I'm like, well, you need to watch this, too. Well, you should check this one out. It makes sense for the Indiana Jones movies, but when you uh, apply that to American Ninjas. I mean, he applied that to the Rockies. He applied oh, no. also to like no holds bar. You can't he start applied... Rocky at Rocky Five. I mean, come on. What? He applied that to also the Rambos. As well. Just, well, do you know? Nice do you know the titles oh, of Rambo? No, do you know how no. that works? Oh, okay, I, never mind. I always fail this quiz. Yeah, like, you do. Okay, it's Rambo. Rambo Part Two. First. No, Blood. you're wrong already. The oh, first man. one's called First Blood. I knew it. I knew the first one was called First Blood. Yeah. I'll get this right one day. Tess, you're fired. Laurel, you're hired. (laughs) I waited my whole life for this. I'm just going to push Tess's picture out of this call and move move Laurel up. It is nice to see y'all close up, considering that when we last recorded, you were all in the same room and were like 10 feet away from the camera. Behind the microphones. Who who are these people? Yeah. Are you on your couch again? Per usual, I am. I am, and I have my dog right the here. The podcasting couch. What kind of Ready dog? To, yes, he, he's a Jack Russell mix. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I'm gonna do this here. No, he's right. a rare, calm Jack Russell mix. That's so. nice. Yes. I can't let my dog like hang out with us too long, or else he just starts losing his mind and wants to chew everything. Oh, wow. Like I try to cuddle with, like I try to get him, like kind of get him used to being around us. Like uh, for a while there, I would like kind of, <laughs> I'd get him in like UFC wrestling moves just to kind of keep him, <laughs> you know, dogs prone. love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he he would dig it. He liked the. He was like, oh, it's cuddle time, but it would get him really excited too. Uh, so we had to. Had that to happens with me in cuddle time too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> is he fixed to do? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that would turn cuddle time into uh, a little more <laughs> what, what? <laughs> rapey Man, time. Uh, you're just you're just Animal Kingdom lately, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so Laurel Here earlier this week. Apparently, Here was it go. last night, Joel, or was it earlier this week? It sounded like two that, nights ago, I think. That like you had the mating owls in your. <laughs> it was over the oh. weekend, um, but I didn't post oh, the video. Yes, yeah, so if you go to my Facebook page. If you're friends with me. If not, uh, <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll put it on the, uh, if this ends you up should. on the podcast. I'm going to put it on the podcast. But, but uh, yeah, I just so heard is, some. Is, are you saying there's owl porn on your Facebook page? <laughs> well, I mean. Mild, mild. Yeah. You, you can make it what you want, really. If you jerk off to anything, it becomes porn, right? Isn't that how that works? Joel oh is, God. well, I'm sure she jerks oh off God. to a lot. <laughs> I'm not talking to her. Joel, um, so, like, what was going on? Like, you heard a sound? Because, like, the video opens where you're, like, yeah. Can you you look like Rick Moranis from Ghostbusters opening the door? <laughs> Hello, so, anybody there? So were you like you guys heard like a sound outside? Yeah, it, it sounded like uh, like monkeys, like <laughs> like that's kind of sort of a howler monkey hyena. Like it was a, what was most perplexing about it is it was a sound I had never heard before, especially like in my neighborhood, much less like out in the wild. And so we're like, it goes on for, for minutes, and we're like, what is that? Is everything okay? What animal could that be? Thinking it was like a jackal or something that was uh, about to break in. 
A jackal. A monkey. Like, Joel suddenly lives on Pride Rock. (laughs) What is this? None of those animals are indigenous to your neighborhood. Exactly. Everything the light touches. But, uh, so we went, uh, we went to investigate, or I did rather, uh, stuck my head out, and you'll you'll see in the video. So you, you, I stick my head out, and it takes a couple seconds for the audio to kick in, but then you hear, you can hear it on the video, right, Joe? Yeah. 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 How would you describe it? Well, I I would describe it as a a very unusual shrieking, uh, oh. and and what's what's crazy is you turn your back, Joel, to start talking to Jenna, mm-hmm. and you see those things swoop by, like oh, yeah. you see a couple of owls like fly by, and like you kind of duck, like like you remember the old um, Tracy Morgan bit on SNL, Brian Fellows, yes. Brian Fellows, <laughs> Brian Fellows. That's what you reminded me of. Like you're like, ooh, that owl's gonna bite me. <laughs> <laughs> and and you start but like you you immediately go from fear to looking at jenna and like giggling because they're owls doing it to, like, oh. I, to be fair i have no confirmation they were mating in fact I, I do believe they were fighting it looked like that one was chasing the other one off so uh, i don't think it was a friendly oh. owl match like playing hard to get just a little bit of <laughs> yeah, there you go yeah. yeah no can still mean yes in the owl in the animal kingdom, kingdom. that's yeah. right on planet earth what's I what's funny mean david attenborough like you know voiceovering that of like oh yes, yes. The majestic. <laughs> Not what, native to this area, but. <laughs> what's, what's funny is that you heard the sound and then you instantly jumped and thought, let me go outside and investigate. Look what's <laughs> going on with it. Even though you have a ring like a doorbell to see what's kind of going on. But also, I would have just looked out the window because we, we were talking about how I was talking about this with Joe earlier. I was like, there's something funny with uh, white people. You guys don't <laughs> use blinds at all. So this is an uh, this is that was an opportunity for you to not for no, you to not have because, blinds and look out the window because Tess, apparently we don't have curtains we don't have yeah. curtains on our windows and then we have our neighbors show up at our front doors and yell at us because they think we're looking in their bathroom oh yeah you got a story more interesting than the owl story I would argue <laughs> so it's it's the day after Thanksgiving I'm sitting on the couch because I'm still working I'm on call I'm yeah, sitting there is. working and like I just fixed my my kids some breakfast. Uh, and, and we're all just hanging out in the living room. There's a knock on the door. It's like 9 a.m. Not too early, but still too early for someone to come to your door. Yeah. So I answer, and it's this guy, and he's. I'm like, hey. And he just kind of looks at me for a second. And now looking back on it, I'm like, oh, he was trying to figure out what he was going to say because no. he's locked up. But like, I open the door. I'm like, can I help you with something? And he says something really snarky like, yeah, it's kind of hard to take care of your business and like, you know, work around the house when someone's peeking at you from the back door. And I, I was like kind of I kind of like puppy dog like, huh? And and I kind of started piecing things together. I'm like, "Do you do you live behind me?" And he's like, "Uh-huh." I'm like, "Oh." He's like, "Yeah, my wife, she was she was bare naked in the in the bathroom and 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 you were peeking in on her." I was like, "No. No, wasn't doing that." He's like, yeah, she said she saw you. I didn't see it, but she said that she saw mm-hmm. you. And when she looked up and saw you, you were turning away like you got caught. And I was like, bro, that's my prep area at my kitchen. Like that's, that's <laughs> the only counter space I have is that window in the kitchen. I go, it's right. I said, I can kind of walk you through what it is that I do. But like, I swear, like I wasn't looking into your home. Uh, and just kind of told him, like, this is what I do. This is how I kind of put these things together. In my head, the whole time, going, why am I explaining this to yeah, this guy? Fuck this guy. Fuck so finally, dude. at the end of this conversation, this weird conversation, uh, 
the guy looks at me with this like almost like he's like well okay like he's gonna let me (laughs) you got away with it this time you got away with it this time Mm -hmm. but so he's like all right well how about this in the future if you see that the lights on in our bathroom maybe wait before you do something at the kitchen what and i looked and went I went, get some curtains and yeah. close yes. the door. Good, like good. Normal fucking person. That's funny. I was having, well, first of all, fuck that guy. You don't have an obligation to do anything. Um, yeah. And that sounds more You're like out. the wife had to send him on an errand. Like if that guy, uh-huh. <laughs> like there's, there's no way he's doing that of his own volition. Like he was sent there right. uh, oh, on, yeah. on a mission. No. And I told, I told my wife, I was like, look, I kind of sympathize for the guy a little bit because if mm. you came to me and said, I think the people that live behind us, I think he was looking at yeah. me through the window. You'd be pissed. I would absolutely would have yeah. been out the door mm-hmm. to talk to whoever it yeah. was. But you probably so would have I told kinda, somebody to get a curtain. I would have understood. Years ago. Years ago. <laughs> I mean, years I, ago. <laughs> I felt I felt bad saying it to the guy because I felt like maybe that was a little insensitive. Like someone feels victimized. I'm sure someone in the oh, situation man. feels victimized. But at the same time, I'm kind of pissed for me. Like, because yeah. you should be. Why are you, you coming to my door? Be- like, because I, I know that. If you don't want someone to peek at you, put curtains or blinds on your if, window. Especially in the I, bathroom. Yes. If I were that wife, my first thought would have been, is he looking at me? Second thought would have been, I should get some window treatment. <laughs> there, you there you go, Laurel. Go. Exactly. I just I would have to... walked. I would have walked in the house and we were looking at it like, oh man, it's a nice bathroom. First, we need some curtains for that shit. Yep. For that right. window. Right. <laughs> that fake frosted glass stuff you put yeah. over it. There you, you go. Know? Yeah. Um, Add yeah. some we mystery. Got, in in our bathroom, we've got <laughs> exactly. like those those distorted like block glass blocks. Oh yeah, it's like a fun house. Windows. You should. Yeah. So. I don't know. I just kind of feel like everybody should do that. Yeah. I will say, though, in D.C., I lived across the apartment buildings across the street from another one. And the other apartment building across the street, those people had never heard of their of using their window treatments. My old roommate and I would just do a nightly check to be like, what's going on? And we saw some (laughs) things. We saw windows wide open. It's like wide open. It's like in Friends when they're uh, their naked neighbor from across the way. It's like mm-hmm. in every show with white people that I see. <laughs> it's, it's every single one. Every single one. There's always just wow. windows open. And you see everything going on. Tess, man, firing on all cylinders <laughs> <Yeah>. tonight. <laughs> well, you're coming in hot with the white people be like Joe. <laughs> well, I mean, you're usually the racist one. So I was like, I'll take I this one. Wait, I thought that was me. <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> Don't take Joel, that away from me. <laughs> Tess is like, you guys look the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm here for those comments tonight because the movies I watched had very little in terms of diversity. So, Ooh, yeah. Santa's so white. The Laurel knows. <laughs> so, before we get into yeah. this, uh, have, have has anybody seen anything new? Mm. I know that's tough. It's a tough thing to cover right now in like pandemic America, where no one's really going to the movie theaters. Everything's streaming and stuff. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not really catching as many new movies as I probably would have in a normal year. But yeah. Well, I think anything I last new? talked to y'all pre-pandemic, so just settle down. The oh, next yeah. hour is just me rattling oh, through everything. Here we go. <laughs> Have you also heard about this Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> what? Oh, what are you tell. talking about? Do tell. <laughs> uh, well, no. speaking of streaming, I, I didn't see a movie streaming, Joe, but uh, I've been keeping up with the uh, the Mandalorian, uh, as I'm sure you are. So I, I know yes, a lot sir. of our listeners are. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a doozy this past weekend. Had a big one. Yeah, we did. Especially if you're familiar with a lot of like the the previous uh, shows, the animated shows. They've They've started bringing a lot of characters in. And I think... I, I enjoy what they're doing, but I think that's kind of my issue right now is that 
I think they're going a. How do I say this? Because I think it's really well done, but I think they're throwing a little too much fan service at you. That was a lot. There was like three big reveals in that episode yeah. where you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's like they're mm-hmm. setting up season three already. Oh, for sure. Well, not just season three, but two of the characters that they've introduced in the last three episodes are going to go on and have their own show. Spin-offs. So it's kind of like it's the Disney Plus backdoor pilot mm-hmm. thing that they're doing. Who? Who? Who are the uh, stars? Well, I, I mean, man, I don't want to spoil anything because oh. we're still only five days away. And my wife in the other room still hasn't seen the okay, latest right. episode. Well, so tune I'm in next week when we can talk now. about that. Yeah, exactly. Mom's the word. Uh, uh, but I, the you know what I can't say the Katie Sackoff character from like two three oh. weeks ago. They're 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 going to roll her out into a show and with the person that was in the latest episode. And I heard uh, that uh, the Ewan McGregor Obi Wan Kenobi series is back on on again off yes, again. It was it going to be yes, a movie? Is it, it going to be a series? They begin filming in March. Um and so maybe in 2021 we'll have our first episode. Although that's they've already ambitious. they've already had him in for costume fittings. That's right. Well, oh, he, in the interview I read, it made it sound like they had already filmed some stuff. That's what I thought too. But mm-hmm. with you saying that they're not starting to film until March, I'm like, all right. Well, I think so that they means must be doing fittings and stuff. Their screen tests. Yeah, I think you're right. Anything that puts more you and McGregor in my life, I'm here Dude, for. Dude, for real, Agreed. for <laughs> real. He's Even the, that bad Harley Quinn movie. Yeah. And he was great in that. In the he Birds was great. Yeah. No, he was great in that movie. Mm-hmm. But it was like somebody who saw Deadpool and was like, "How do we do that?" But with like five other characters, uh, and it was called Birds of Prey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. so, anyway, so that's what I saw recently. Nice, Tess. Um, really, it's just been a bunch of shows like Fargo. Still, <gasps> still begin through that. Did Billions. You... Wait, uh-huh. season four. Ooh. No, 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 no. I'm still, I'm still on season one with Billy Bob. I'm oh, still on the first, first. Oh my god! Season. Has anybody yeah, watched this latest season of Fargo no. that just wrapped no, up yet. over the weekend? Oh, it's, oh, it's our second good? favorite season. Yeah, it's good. Oh. Man, it's strong. What's your first favorite? What, the what's first your fir- one. Uh, first favorite season. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're watching okay. it. Oh man, it's good. it's been good. It's been good. Isn't the first one like a retooling of the of the movie? It, very much so. It's the it's yeah. really the only season that feels like that first Fargo movie. The other ones kind okay. of pick and choose. The, the other seasons kind of become the Coen Brothers the series, where it's like they, uh-huh. they start picking oh. and choosing from all the different movies. There's Big Lebowski references. There's a Simple Man reference in one of the most recent oh. episodes. Yeah, they go mm-hmm. all over the place. Oh, nice. So are they, but are they all centered in Minnesota, like how the first one is, or is it just the first one? I mean, this latest series was in Kansas City, Missouri. So like the, I don't think they ever went to uh, Fargo or mentioned it. So, so Laurel, have you seen anything in the past couple of weeks that like, (laughs) you know, you would recommend not Christmas related? Yes. Yeah. I um, started season four of The Crown last weekend. Mm. That, that little, that show about this royal family you may have heard of over in England. And this is, People are always like, what happens in the previous seasons of The Crown? Because nothing you've ever really heard of happens. But this yeah. season is when you meet Diana. She and Charles get married. Margaret Thatcher is prime minister. Oh, that's right. Uh, Gillian okay. Anderson plays Margaret Thatcher. What? She is fantastic. So she disappears completely into the role. So um, I'm only on episode three, I think. It just reminds you what a dysfunctional family that is. Mm. But um yeah, it's it's really good. So Very cool. highly, highly recommend a, a trip back to the first season if you haven't started it. Now, did, did we ask you, Joe? Did you watch anything? No, I really, dude, I haven't watched anything uh, other than what happens to be on TV. Like, you know, I, I watched the Supernatural finale, mm. which broke my heart and was sweet oh, and awesome what? all at the same time. 
The show's uh, done, done? 15 years, man, Damn. and it's finally done. What? Uh, and, and it's so funny because I got like all nostalgic and went back and watched my video of doing karaoke with the cast. I was like, <laughs> man, those were good times. <laughs> It was one of the first. Yeah, Laura, sorry, it's so hard. It, it was. It was one of my first you dates with my wife. I took her to a supernatural to convention. Yesterday. <laughs> and uh, and and I got to do karaoke with the cast. I did uh, Queen's um, uh, uh, "Somebody to Love." Yeah, and it's amazing. What a good song. Yeah, so my gosh. it was so good. I mean, yeah, if that, that video lives amazing. on the internet somewhere, and you want to like send it my way, you know, I'd. Well, oh, it does. Sounds like something we should put on the uh, yeah. Sounds like something we should put on the Facebook page there, Joe. Uh, so I'll only that. mock you a little. No, you. You know what? That's fine. Fair enough. Uh, it was so it was so stressful because like I asked one of them, uh, Rob Benedict. I'm like, you gonna sing this with me? You gonna back me up? He's like, sure. And I go in and get into it. Doesn't do a thing. I'm like, oh no, classic setup. Oh, no. Yeah, man. You asked. You asked exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, so no, that's that's basically it. Uh, there, there really isn't anything new. Uh, this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. This it's Tess. Movies sometimes are good movies, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie, and we're kind of flipping the script here. Near the end of the year, mm. we're coming down to the uh, the wire, uh, and we're, because we're splitting time between this and the 16 Bit Gladiators podcast now, uh, which you can listen to on you know wherever you hear your favorite podcast. So we realized we weren't going to have enough time for each of us to kind of pick a holiday movie yeah. before the holidays are through. So just like we did with the Chadwick Boseman tribute, just like we did with the Sean Connery tribute, we decided that we all would you know kind of watch some Christmas movies and then come back to the discussion with uh, what stuck out the most for us. Um, I picked one movie that I hadn't seen, well, two movies that I hadn't seen, and then a few movies that I had. Hmm. Uh, but I'm only really going to talk about one of them. And we uh, are welcoming back a guest. You heard her on our X-Men The Last Stand episode mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. that we did with uh, the, the folks of the Craniacs. Laurel from the Craniacs joining us again. Hello. Yay. Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me back. No, it's my pleasure. She reached out to me. She was like, so if you guys are doing any kind of holiday thing any kind of christmas movies like i am totally here for it i'd love to do this thing oh are we absolutely yeah no that that would be really fun and we kind of went back and forth i was like you know i'm looking for a movie you know about a a caterer who you know (laughs) just doesn't believe in the magic of christmas and then you know a a a wedding chauffeur if that exists who you know just just loves the season even though he kind of lives a a horrible poor life is just a measly chauffeur but he still lives in like a two million dollar a month apartment of course um sounds lovely and they they fall in love and you know the magic of christmas and she started telling me about movies that like I couldn't even imagine like a woman who has a santa hat factory and i was like what (laughs) My head was exploding. So I was like, you sound like you have the credentials that we need for someone who can who could join us for this discussion. Uh, yes, so, yes. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, that, that movie, Keisha Wondering, is Hats Off to Christmas, which unfortunately <laughs> I could not find anywhere. It is not streaming. What? It, yeah, so if somebody finds it, you know, maybe. It went back into the Lifetime vault. Are they yeah, doing that let now? a girl know. So you know it's good. So you yeah. know it's a good one. Hats off to Christmas. Yes, a a woman tries to save her Santa hat making factory, her family's Santa Mm. hat making factory, because that's something you pass down, obviously. Is that woman Danica McKellar? It's Haley Duff, but that's a great guess. I was I was gonna be like, is it Candace Cameron Bure? Yes, is it get your bingo cards (laughs) out? (laughs) Exactly. Guys, like so 
so the, I, I didn't realize Lacey Chabert, like from Party mm-hmm. of Five, mm-hmm. Lacey Chabert is like apparently the one of the queens of Christmas movies. Really? Because I was like, all right, I want to find the most typical. In fact, I think I Google searched literally typical Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> and Lacey Chabert's face was like all over. Oh, and it was yeah. and it was like she's done a like a slew of them and mm-hmm. i asked my wife i was like well are the, is she playing the same character is it like the same person in each movie and she's like oh no it's <laughs> she's like it's like back in the the golden days of cinema with like fred and ginger where right. like it was always the same movie but just with different titles that's what they're doing with her uh and so i took every lacy Chabert christmas movie i could find <laughs> oh, and i threw it in a randomizer and then just spun the wheel, and whatever <laughs> it landed on, I would watch. And so I landed on a movie called Matchmaker Santa mm. from, from 2012. Okay, so I want to preface by saying I went in with my bar set very low. And I I wasn't surprised at what it is that I got. Uh, Lacey Chabert in this movie plays a girl named Melanie, who as a child loved Christmas and loved making Christmas cookies with her mom uh, and you know, one magical Christmas, she makes cookies and gives them her to her dad. So her, her mom calls her dad. She's like, you're my favorite present. You're my Prince Charming. So that night, this little girl makes a wish to Santa. She's like, someday mm. I want to meet my Prince Charming. So Aww. now we, we fast forward several years later. And Melanie is Lacey Chabert. She owns this bakery. And she's friends with the only other, like the only woman of color in the entire film. Of course. Her best friend slash employee. Who's hmm. whose only purpose in this movie is to like comedic relief to tell tell it as it is mm-hmm. and, call, and call her girlfriend and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're not far off the mark. I mean, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure half of her dialogue was mm-hmm. honey child. <laughs> so she's an Asian American woman? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I follow you now. The movie's the movie is written by a woman named Joni Kane, who gave us such riveting scripts as The Christmas Card, mm. Moonlight and Mistletoe, mm. Christmas Magic, A Christmas Kiss, Matchmaker Santa, obviously, Christmas Matchmaker, uh, A Christmas Mystery, A Christmas Kiss Two, oh, Merry Joni. Christmas, The Trouble with Mistletoe, and The Matchmaker's Playbook, and Dirty Sexy Saint. Whoa, did oh, not see that coming. Trouble with mistletoe wow. is somebody yeah. getting poisoned by the berries. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> so, you know, I have this complaint a lot of times when we watch movies. I talk about how men cannot write for women. They don't know how women communicate Correct. with each other. They don't know mm-hmm. women's cadence. They write men's dialogue and throw it into women's mouths, and it never sounds right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's never natural. Women are far more complex than what men write them as. And I feel like Joni <laughs> Kane is the exact, like, she is that, but for, like, dudes, men. she uh. has no idea how men talk to each other. Oh, yeah. Like, every every scene between the two main <laughs> male characters in this movie, it, it seems like a, a dandruff commercial, like a dandruff channel, <laughs> <laughs> where there's always, like, there's one dude who's like, I don't get it. You know, I just want the girls to like me. And then his buddy's like, I don't know, buddy. Maybe it's your dandruff. Like, you know, <laughs> making funny faces and just making, you know. And so that's how every every conversation between the two males uh, works out in this movie. Uh, so <laughs> that has all it has these strikes going against it. However, <laughs> for everything Uh-oh. that these movies do wrong, there was like. There's this little thing that, like, 
either character or some kind of development or a little bit of writing or just, you know, they're throwing in a couple of actors that you're not expecting that kind of elevates the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that the movie hmm. was good, oh. <laughs> but I'm saying that I get what the appeal is because yes. they're not they're not so schmaltzy bad that there's really nothing to enjoy. Mm-hmm. There's actually some stuff to like, you know, if you're if you're on the couch and you just want some corny Christmas movie, oh, yeah. there's plenty to like here. And and you've got a leading man in this guy. His name is Adam Mayfield. And I guess he was on like The Young and the Restless. And he's kind oh, yeah. of the dude version of Lacey Chabert. He's done a ton of these Christmas movies. And this guy is like Hallmark's Paul Rudd. Like he's mm-hmm. super charismatic, super uh, attractive, and like just engaging. You want him to – like you find yourself rooting for this guy. Now, and the whole thing is like she's engaged to this dude's boss. She's engaged to some guy named uh, like Justin. I think Chad. is his name. Yeah. No, it's uh. it's it's yeah, it's something like that. Mm. So she's engaged to this guy, and Adam is he plays a guy named Dean. Dean is his assistant, and he keeps having to like pick her up. Like hey, Justin's just too busy to pick her up from the airport, or too busy to take her to restaurants or whatever. But like in the course of this movie. Like you find out, like Justin's not a bad guy. His priorities are just in a different place. And mm-hmm. I, I give this movie kudos because there wasn't a bad guy. It was just bad fits. Yeah. And like, like I sat there watching this movie, going like, "Good on you, Hallmark." Like this is, <laughs> I, I, I don't regret the hour and a half that I sunk into this movie. You uh, shouldn't. I can so totally see you writing those, Joe. Like that, you're you're. You're, yeah. You you You're write well you. enough. No, no, no. I'm not, I am agreeing with That's you because they're they're not they're not that bad. I I got sucked in. The wife and I got sucked into like the Lifetime movie uh, yeah. afternoon. We were putting the Christmas tree up a couple weeks weekends ago, and they just have it, and they just roll right into one another. Like you don't even know like when one is stopped and the other one is started. Yeah. It's, um, it's like a human centipede. Well, and exactly. the plots are so similar <laughs> that you're like, this is still the same movie. Yeah, right. This yeah. is still the movie. <laughs> it's, the town always has a name like Evergreen. Mm-hmm. Yes, and... Stars Hollow. <laughs> yes. That may have been the Gilmore Girls town. It was the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why it's called Matchmaker Santa is because there is a guy uh, who you first see him and he's like the charity Santa ringing the bell and he sees Lacey Chabert and every time he sees her, he like does some kind of like like that. And it creates some kind of conflict so that way her boyfriend can't make it somewhere and she's stuck alone Mm. with Dean. Uh, And so it gets to the point, though, where you get frustrated and you're like, okay, Santa, it stopped being cute. Now you're just kind of like fucking with their relationship. (laughs) Would you have better things to do? Aren't there toys to make? You're ruining their... Yeah, and you know what? That does kind of like... It gives you this wider view. Like, if you feel like panning back out a little bit, it's like... I don't know. It's kind of a dark thing, but it's like (laughs) if God just said, I'm not paying attention to anybody else, just you, and your love life (laughs) is the most important thing to me to meddle with, like, that kind of makes me think, like, you should have a a wider range of things that you're thinking. (laughs) Hey, man, he's got 364 days of the year, but just wide open. Yeah, but this... But this takes place on Christmas Eve, so he should be oh, busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's oh, booked. That, that is yeah. high season, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would, I will say I would recommend I would recommend <laughs> Matchmaker Santa. Uh, it, it also features Florence Henderson mm. as, <gasps> an, as an innkeeper. Who's, she's fantastic. I don't know if you know this actress. Her name's Lynn Shea. She plays the mom in Detroit Rock City. Ooh, oh, she also yeah. plays Magda in something about Mary. She plays Florence Henderson's friend and they're both like bakers and they do this bake mm. sale to raise money to buy toys for kids. The chemistry between those two is 
insane and just so pleasant to watch them. John Ratzenberger from Cheer what? shows up in this thing. Whoa. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's fun stuff. Matchmaker Santa. I'm never sure if it's if it's a compliment to the actors that they get to be in these movies because there's always kind of the the, the underlying subtext is uh, you're not really good enough to make it in real movies. Uh, <laughs> but we have a role for a uh, spunky grandmother if you want to show up. I was watching. See, uh, I saw one on I Lifetime would... and Annie McDowell shows up as like the the mother-in-law and I'm like, wow! I thought you were. I just saw you in Ready or Not last year. Ready or Not. And oh here my you God, are on so Lifetime. Yeah, yeah, well, here's the thing. I think that they're, it's not so much that they can't get work. I think it's just an easy check. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I've heard that it's like All a factory. Like Hallmark can shoot one of these in like five days, and then they're like, next. And they come in and change the set dressing, and then the next yeah. movie just rolls out. Yeah. yeah. It's a racket. Yeah. Mm. Um, and just really quickly, I'm going to run down the other movies that I watched. Um, I watched the uh, the new Kurt Russell Christmas Chronicles two on Netflix. Now, how is um, that? Because we've been we were curious about it. Listen to our Christmas Chronicles episode from what was that last year? We talked about Christmas Chronicles. two years ago. Two years ago, uh, Jen and I were going to sit down and watch it, and then we watched the trailer, and immediately we we're like, "No, this isn't for us. This looks should, like uh, look. It's <laughs> it's just as good. In it, I can only speak from my point of view. It's okay. just as good as the first one. And if you remember, the first one wasn't a perfect movie, but it's fun. But it's fun, exactly. And this one's just as fun. The only downside is the same downside of the first film: the kid actors. Like they're just mm-hmm. they bring back those children and the 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 girl I can't even remember I think her name was Katie in the movie yes. she's such a bad actress and she has not gotten any better. Oh no, she's only but, been emboldened because they've uh, sequelized her character now. Exactly. That said, the addition of Goldie Hawn full time in this movie as Mrs. Claus is super and obviously she and kurt russell are going to have huge chemistry Mm -hmm. and they do and they're so fun to watch it's so great watching kurt russell who my whole childhood is built around escape from new york and like big trouble in little china stargate like him in these like beefy action roles and stuff and to watch him be sexy santa instead (laughs) it's pretty fun Uh, i i enjoyed it uh i don't think you're gonna go wrong checking it out but again go into it with the same the same awareness that you had with the first one. It's it's not a perfect movie, but it's fun. It, it there's a good time to be had. I um, liked that first one, and and uh, the theme with uh, all the movies that I'm going to be talking about this episode are Santa. They all have actors that have portrayed Santa. And uh-huh. uh, man, after looking at the list and seeing, I, I feel like there were more actors that have played Santa. But when you start putting them next to each other, you realize, oh, there's like a dozen or so, really a couple dozen, if you start delving into like TV, but. Not a lot that and, have played them that have played them in memorable in ex- any kind of memorable sense. Exactly, um, and mm-hmm. Kurt Russell has shot to the top of or, yeah. or at least top five yeah. of. Uh, he's amazing. My Santa actors. Mm-hmm. He's he's amazing, uh, and and again he knocks it out of the park in this one. Um, another one that I watched, I revisited, was the Mark Wahlberg Will Ferrell Daddy's Home Two. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, again, nice. if you if you if you like Will Ferrell comedies. This Love one's going to be, it's going to be decent. Uh, speaking of like how we talked about Hallmark is just kind of a factory churning out the same movie over mm-hmm. and over again. That's kind of Will Ferrell's deal too. Like he's kind of churning out the same thing. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's a fun one though. Mel Gibson's in it. He plays uh, Marky Wahlberg's oh, father. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, and there's this, there's this great bit at the end where they all sing, do they know it's Christmas at a movie theater? And <laughs> Oh, there's always uh, got to be singing. Yes. Um, speaking of Mel Gibson, yep. uh, I checked out this year's Fat Man. Fat, uh, Fat Man. Seriously, <laughs> like this dark comedy about Santa Claus, who like mm-hmm. 
you know, is is under a government contract now because he's not making ends meet. So he gets <laughs> he, he, he takes on a government defense contract to start producing weapons, but it's a one time deal. He just needs to get back on his feet. Did you watch this test? Yeah, I just finished it right before the before the podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> so like he he plays Santa, but like Santa's a real dude, and he's got a yeah. workshop uh, in, in like uh, it, it's somewhere in like northern Canada. And Walton Goggins plays this hitman who's obsessed with Santa and through some Steal weird of the show. Yeah. Oh, Steal my gosh. This is I love this guy. is Walton. It's his movie. It is yeah. seriously his movie. Mm-hmm. So un- these weird circumstances lead him to getting a contract to kill Santa. There's this kid <laughs> who gets cold for Christmas and he's like the son of a mobster. And he gets a hold of this. Guy. He's like, I want you to bring me Santa's head. And so it's this whole thing about like, dude, somebody took the first five minutes of Scrooge where the North Pole gets attacked and made an entire movie out of it. <laughs> yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's, it's so good. And one of the things, like, is Walton Goggins is great, and he does steal the show. Yeah. But I feel like, like, I want to say, like, Mel Gibson is fantastic, but I feel like we can't say that anymore. Like, can we... No. Can we not? We're not no. allowed to still, no. right? I'm surprised we're no. even still casting him in things. Like... Same. The, the fact, yeah, like surprising. his downfall, seemed so complete and inevitable right. that uh, I, I, I was really surprised when he he started showing up, like in uh, on TV shows. Well, yeah, well, like Jodie Foster trying to like get him back into the the spotlight with the, I think it was like Brown Bear or something like that. The yeah. Bunny, uh, yeah. the Beaver, people, the Beaver, the Beaver. That's what it is. And people weren't having it. Like Hollywood was like, okay, great, we we enjoy that you cast him, but we're still out on Mel. And then, like he he directed that that movie with Andrew Garfield a couple of years ago. They got nominated for an Oscar, and like he's silently still working. And I'm yeah. just like I'm curious because I'm no, I know we do the same thing with Woody Allen too, where it's like we just kind of don't talk about him anymore. Like yeah. he still makes movies all the time, but we just kind of don't talk about it. Um, but that said, he turns in a good performance. And then the last one that I watched uh, was the new Hulu movie, Happiest Season. Mm. Uh, with Kristen Stewart and Mary Steenburgen and Victor Garber, who is just phenomenal, and the lovely Allison Brie, uh, who's basically just my wife. <laughs> she is the the doppelganger for my wife. Um, and uh, it, this is a fantastic movie too. I, I think that uh, it, it's doing some great work. Clea Duvall writes and directs this movie mm. uh, about mm. a, a lesbian couple who, you know, this this girl invites her her girlfriend back home to meet her parents and then starts getting cold feet, but they end up going through with it anyway. And it's, it's all about, like, th- this weird dance where her girlfriend is now forced to kind of be back in the closet until she's comfortable revealing, you know, coming out to her parents. And oh, it wow. never, it kind of never happens and it's it starts to put a strain on their relationship and you know just there's so many good things going on in this movie and i think that it's so wonderful to see and maybe this is wishful thinking but it's kind of like a normalization of you know gay representation in mm. holiday movies like it's okay to have a pg13 holiday rom-com with a gay couple like this is all right uh and dan levy is well, just outstanding now this is eugene levy's son right from shit's yeah. creek Yes, oh, okay. yeah, he's yeah. everywhere now. Yeah, he is. He's, he's so good. Uh, I, and that's it. I don't want to monopolize any more of the time. That's what I've done. That's what I watched. 
who's next? <laughs> who, who's up next? Oh, uh, I feel like we should hand it to our uh, our lovely guest. So, uh, tell us about well, the Christmas. Well, thank okay. you. Chess, go ahead. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will say I follow the same thread a little bit as um, as Joe. Um, I I downloaded the Hallmark Movies Christmas app where you can keep track. Oh. of all of the wow. movies that you've watched. Wow. That is all the app is, is just a directory of their movies, and you can just check them off as you've... And you can also make lists of movies you want to see. So oh, that's awesome. Wow. I, I did a little spin through the app to see which ones have I only seen bits of that I want to get back to. And I watched two movies. I decided I wanted a theme, and the theme was uh, 90s stars, but I wanted stars Ooh. from the same TV show. So I picked mm. a movie starring Candace Cameron Bure, similarly to Lacey Chabert could paper a wall in her house, a room in her house with all of the money she's made from Hallmark <laughs> movies. Um, and Jodie Sweetin, who played Ooh. Stephanie on Full Ooh. House, who's starting to get into the Hallmark movies. I watched a uh, Christmas under wraps from 2014 starring <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure oh, no. and Mary and bright from 2018 or 2019 oh. starring Jodie Sweetin. Um, lots of similarities in these movies um <laughs> both of them star women who are like dominated by their careers and too busy for love okay okay or um another trope that i point out a lot in these hallmark movies is they almost always get dumped at the beginning or they were oh, yeah. dumped at a previous christmas it happens in both of these oh, no. Cameron Beret <laughs> is dumped at the beginning and jody yeah. sweet and it turns out a year ago an engagement ended um oh, uh, in Christmas Under Wraps, Candace Cameron Bure plays a doctor who thinks a little too much of herself and applied for only one fellowship, which her dad was going to help her get. Mm. And she is, <laughs> is not accepted and now has nowhere to go be a doctor. So she takes a job in Garland, Alaska to oh, run their, their general hospital. Alaska. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the hospital is a house. Garland has like a population of like 300 and is dominated by a company called Holiday Shipping. Oh, wow. um, so Garland sucks everywhere <laughs> Not just Texas There's a very common Hallmark trope of like fish out of water Where like oh, yeah. they don't know how to make lattes and just, oh, she, wow. she doesn't have the right clothes Oh wow um, And she has to get there via plane And it's yeah it's just so much of that And city slicker and her just being like I'm gonna get out of here as soon as I can But <laughs> What do you think? She falls in love, not just with uh, the town, but with a boy in Garland, no. um, who oh, wow. is the son of the leader of uh, holiday shipping, Frank Holiday. Oh. And guys, I don't want to spoil too much, but Frank Holiday is Santa. What? Oh, no. Spoiler alert. Yes. Who would have seen that coming? No one. I mean, he has a barn full of reindeer, but lots <laughs> of people in Alaska have that. That's right. Yeah. That's, a, that's typical Alaskan activities. <laughs> um, and yeah, so and he, they, everyone talks about the Christmas Eve festival. It turns out the Christmas Eve festival is when Santa's sleigh takes off with all of the reindeer. Oh, so, wow. are the citizens of the city all the elves? Like, They're all this... in on it. So that is one I would say flaw is that you see all the employees at holiday shipping and they're all just normal sized people. It's all just like you and me. But Mm. but then at one point there is a magical element in that she goes to Frank Holiday's house for dinner, Santa's house, and she sees an elf dash by and she tries to follow the elf. And that's when she finds the reindeer. Uh, Wow. And she's just like, okay, normal. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this movie does a good job of fulfilling that like small town trope of like lots of quirky town folk. Mm-hmm. Like there's Patty that runs the local diner and Billy, her head nurse, and just lots of uh, 
lots of color in the town. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. Also, okay. Amazon doesn't deliver there because they've never heard of Garland. So... <laughs> it's off the map. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Um, Amazing. It seems like such a passive aggressive thing. Like Santa set it up. Like we don't need that Amazon here. I'm delivering everything. Exactly. Exactly. I'll take, I'll some, take care of Garland. Time zone questions because there's already dark on Christmas Eve when Santa. And I know in Alaska in the winter it's dark like 24 hours a day, but Santa was oh, taking yeah. off, and I was like, shouldn't you have been in Tokyo like 12 hours ago? Yeah. <laughs> and switching over to uh, Mary and Bright, uh, Jody Sweeten's character Kate. Um, runs her family's candy cane factory. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? <laughs> Which her grandmother candy passed cane. down to her. Of course. Uh, and uh, she, she, was she too- inherited a candy cane factory. Yes, of but course, decided to, to move to like Brightwell, Ohio, to run the family's candy cane factory called Marion Bright. That's oh, where no. the tale comes in. Okay. Oh, but maybe her name was Marianne. Like yeah, Marianne yeah. Bright. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> um, version of like stripper names, though, like. Or or like roller derby names like Marianne Bright. <laughs> Give it up for Marianne Bright. Candy like... stage five. <laughs> Candy cane. Candy cane. <laughs> Santa hats. <laughs> oh and it, I, I don't know. I, 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 don't... It, I think Hallmark just takes different plot devices like Candy Cane Factory left at the altar. Right. Big big city lawyer puts it all in a hat and just pulls things out. It's like okay, th- this this is what this movie's about. Absolutely. Does Lifetime do holiday movies too, or do they just do the movies about women with bulimia and like abuse? Oh, that's that's off season. That's off. Yeah. yeah. Lifetime definitely does, and Lifetime tends to get higher. I'd say more like C flirting with B list stars. Uh-huh. Whereas Hallmark, I feel like, is more solidly people that look like people you might know but aren't actually them. Yeah, that's oh. <laughs> a good way of putting it. <laughs> that's what, but yeah, that's where that's where Lifetime really shines. I mean, Netflix has really been giving you know this whole genre a run for for its money. Um, oh yeah, well, that's, they have like Switch. the Christmas Prince or something like that. Right? Oh yeah, 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 that's a trilogy. Yeah, the trilogy. Oh wow. Bro, yeah, I don't. So wanna, I don't want to spoil many. too much, but the tr- the sequels are a, uh, a Christmas wedding, a Christmas prince, a royal wedding, and then a Christmas prince, a royal baby. So, mm-hmm. if you're wondering how things pan out for the lead of oh, the Christmas prince, man, spoilers. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which one was better, the Cameron's huh. Cameron one or the Jodie Sweetin one? You know, I I actually think the Jodie Sweetin one was better, even though she runs her family's candy cane factory. Um, <laughs> I'm every time you say that. <laughs> Uh, and the man she falls in love with is a corporate like uh, reorganization consultant who's going to help them figure out how to make more money because they're just a seasonal company. And he's like, let's make money year round. And he tries to get them to also sell chocolates so they can be relevant year round. And she says no. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa. She's like, that's not what our heart is. Also, <laughs> chocolates. I just wrote down a few things that really annoyed me about this character. She's the CEO of Mary and Bright Candy Cane Company, and she is giving all of her employees for Christmas one handmade chocolate that she has painstakingly made and decorated. And her mom, played by Sharon Lawrence, is like, that's so thoughtful of you, honey. And I was like, if I was an employee, I would throw this back at you. Seriously. Talk about Scrooge. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I did. I thought Mary, Mary and Bright, let me put this in. Mary and Bright kept my attention a little bit more, whereas I rolled my eyes a lot more at Christmas Under Wraps. Was um, it because of the writing or the acting? Was it the, the fact that 
Jody Sweeten held it down better than Candace Cameron? What was, <laughs> wow. what was yeah. the, Well, no, I'm yeah. just curious. Like, oh, what no, that, that's a great point. It's definitely the writing questions. of Christmas Under Wraps. Also, the male protagonist in Christmas Under Wraps, as they often do in these movies, seems to think that he and Candace Cameron Bure should be betrothed after knowing each other for like 10 days oh, yeah. so when she gets an offer to go to another hospital and she's thinking about leaving he's like but we had something basically give up your entire career and stay here with me in alaska you don't know my last name so, <laughs> oh my god um, sounds about right yes definitely definitely the writing i thought that the, they also had better chemistry in um mary and bright and both of these movies also had something i think is a trope across a lot of christmas movies which is like maintaining family uh traditions yeah. in terms of ca- carrying on also a family name so mm-hmm. jody sweeten's running mm-hmm. her family's business candace cameron beret wanted to follow in her dad's footsteps and do the same fellowship he did and it's uh-huh. all about like keeping your parents proud of you and deep into adulthood which i you know mm-hmm. this isn't a therapy session so we don't need to go into that but i was like <laughs> i was like hallmark you're not wrong you know <laughs> <laughs> they know their audience yeah that's true did you watch anything else or was it was it those two I, I mean, I'm embarrassed to pull up the Hallmark app and tell you how many others I've watched. I, de- I definitely watched Christmas in Vienna. I watch and anytime royalty is involved in some country that they've made up that sounds vaguely familiar, like Belgravia um, <laughs> or like Montanaro. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always here for that. So oh, I've, I've watched, you know, a, a royal Christmas, a princess for Christmas. When you mentioned a Christmas kiss and Christmas kiss too, seen both of those. Christmas Kiss is fantastic. Christmas Kiss 2, don't waste your time. <laughs> um, guys, the list is long. So uh, I, I do I do want to share the title of one, though, which is Never Kiss a Man in a Christmas Sweater. Wait, Wait. that's the title of one of the movies? Yes, oh. it's the title of a new this year, one oh, of the Hallmark movies. It's new this like, year. like, wow, I'm wearing a Christmas sweater. Right Wait, who, who's in that one? Which, which is the oh, actually, actors? people that we know, Ashley Williams is in that one. And oh. she's, you know, DC list. Yeah. I at least know who she is. I, I can name other things she's been in. So, um, okay. Don't ever kiss a man. Don't kiss a ne- man. Never a kiss a man in a Christmas sweater. Which, never kiss a man in a Christmas again. A spoiler. She does kiss a man in a Christmas man. sweater. They so. always do. <laughs> you had one job. They always do. Hey, just you're wearing a Christmas sweater. Yeah, I am. <laughs> How many kisses? Anybody you kiss you? Yeah. <laughs> Ah, none. <laughs> there you go. It's proving true. Are you going to sue Hallmark? Because you maybe could. I should. Yeah, maybe I should have been in that movie. Talk to us about Scrooge. Oh man, I'm gonna talk to you about it. Well, first of all, thank you for acknowledging my Christmas sweater. <laughs> this is part of what I had to do to get into the Christmas spirit. You know, us getting into no- December. I was like, you know what? We're gonna watch all these movies, and I don't really feel like I'm really Christmassy yet. So let me put this sweater on. Is that a Mavs sweater? It is. Of course, of course it is. Okay. MFFL, man. MFFL. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mass fan for life. I knew we were supposed to pick movies about Santa, and I thought about yeah, all I the thought so ones too. I thought I, well, here's the thing. Joel. We really weren't clear about this. It's like, here's the thing, Joel. I did watch Santa movies. So, I mean, Christmas, you know, Santa's got to be eventually mentioned at least yeah. in these movies at some point in time, you would think. Yeah. But so I tried. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to pick a movie from like each each uh, decade from like the 80s, 90s, or like 80s, 90s, and 2000s, pick one with Christmas that I haven't seen that has a Santa one that has Santa in it. But that quickly changed into like Joe giving me a bunch of other things. And we all. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see the common thread here. That went to Joe give me a bunch of homework and also me getting very excited from seeing that uh, 
what used to be the ABC family, but it's now apparently Freeform. Freeform. The Freeform yeah. channel. Yeah, they have the 25 Days of Christmas. So I was super excited when that started yep. uh, yeah, two days ago. Now, no, yeah, no, yesterday, actually. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I, for, I forgot. But yesterday. So, and the first movie I actually saw with that was actually um, The Miracle on 34th Street. Yes. Which I had never heard of this movie now, before. Now, this is the color one, right? With David Attenborough. Is it, no, Richard, Richard, Richard Attenborough. Attenborough. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> one of the so, Attenboroughs. Everybody keeps asking, like, did you see the original? Or did you, which one did you see? And I'm like, wow, is the original really that great? I thought, oh, yeah, I, I would expect the 94 one to be the one everybody's talking about. But nowadays, no, no one cares. About, no one cares about that. But it has stuff. It has Matilda in it, dude. No one it cares. Yeah, she's adorable. Oh, but, she's but it has Dylan McDermott, who is a dreamboat. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with that. Exactly. It's got Dylan McDermott. It's also got Celia Rhodes from uh from Weeds. I forget her name. Oh, that's yeah, right. His name. Oh, Elizabeth Perkins. Yes. See, it's great. It's a star studded. It's a oh, star studded cast. <laughs> well, going back to. Going back to Miracle on 34th Street, I guess I can understand a little bit as to why people don't want to, people don't talk about this one as much. But I'm just curious as to why you guys all love the original more than this and why that's the one that people all ask about. Because the 1994 one, everything that works about it is what worked for the original. Yeah. Uh, and and everything that drags it down is the stuff that they tried to do to modern it up. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. If something if if something ain't broke, don't fix it. Like the, the original <laughs> Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street is a, a gorgeous film. It, mm-hmm. It's 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 it, it really kind of like it, it sincerely pierces, you know, into your soul. Like it, it's it just it screams Christmas. It's like the visual equivalent of having like a cup of hot cocoa and just like. Sitting by a fire, like that's what it feels like to watch that movie. So the so the exact same way of how there's a Santa, he takes over, he takes over a new, he, he takes over an, the old Santa who is drunk. That's what happens in this one, where he's outside of a store in the coals, and the, the Santa that's there, he's a drunk, and he gets into a fight with the real Santa, and then down the street, um, this lawyer she runs into him and actually tells him, "You know what? I need you right now to actually play the Santa in our new Coles uh, parade. That's it's a big thing. It happens every year, and I really need you to do it." So, what is the way that it was told in the older version? Is what I wonder how so I if they say, modern it. So, in the older version, the store is actually Macy's. It's a Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. So that was like the first strike That's against right. this movie was that Macy's didn't agree to let oh. whatever studio created it use their name. They were like, no, we don't want to be affiliated. We're good with the old version. Hmm. Maybe it's that they wouldn't pay them enough, but. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that makes a little. And so in the end, he still ends up having to prove, of course, yeah. after, well, he becomes Santa and he, everybody be- starts believing that he's Santa, everyone except for the little girl. And eventually he has to then be put on trial to prove to people that he is actually indeed Santa Claus. Right. So, I mean, I had to get that one out of the way, at least, Joel. So to get the bitch mark of Santa for you. right? Thank there, you. I appreciate yeah. you staying on, on theme. Yeah. But I mean, then after that, got completely off topic. And I went to another <laughs> lovable story that apparently that apparently has been going on from the beginning of time in a in a movie that Joe very, very much loves. And that was 1988 Scrooge. Yes. Oh, yeah. With Bill Murray. Sorry. Oh yeah, man. Oh, I see why I see why people were always talking about Bill Murray back in the day. I mean, other than, you know, Ghostbusters, but this was another movie I got to see him be the star in that when I was looking up movies um from those different genres, Scrooge kept coming up. So when Joe suggested it, he's like, Hey, have you seen this yet? I was like, No, I haven't, but 
She wants to send that over my way. I'll take yeah. that. Surprising uh, that, that one hasn't been on your radar before because uh, that's another one that gets rerun every year around this time, and uh, it's got Bill Murray in it, for Christ's sake. Nothing makes me laugh as much as the sequence with Bill Murray and Carol Kane when yes. she's just beating the <laughs> shit out of him every five minutes yes. while taking him to She's what, the ghost of Christmas past? Uh, no, present, 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 I believe. Present. Yeah. Christmas present. Oh, my God. She like, grabs the toaster that her his brother gets mm-hmm. for his and just slams him in the face oh my god like just but she does it in like the sweetest voice and uh, oh my she god. just looks so dainty and angelic yeah, and, it's, and, and it's so perfect she slaps him into the present and he just wakes up and he's like that bitch hit me with a touch <laughs> <laughs> just perfect so and it's crazy because i mean it's a story that you that i mean without even watching the movie i've heard the story of of course you know the three ghosts that yeah, come it's a christmas ghost yeah, yeah, of course. So, I mean, I love Christmas, but surprisingly enough, all of the like cult Christmas movies that a lot of people have seen, mm-hmm. I haven't seen over the years. Like, I still haven't seen Elf yet, even though Joe put that. Yeah, I, I gave him Elf today. He oh, gave man. me Elf as well. That's classic. I, the, the one classic that I've seen that that I just would always watch was a Christmas Story because I mean it would mm-hmm. it would play on TBS every every uh, Christmas Eve. 24 hours and my brothers would make fun of me because i would sit in front of the tv and watch it all day like i've never seen the movie (laughs) it's usually just the the soundtrack to my parents my christmas it's just christmas stories always on in the background yes i rarely see the movie start to finish anymore i almost always tune in halfway through and it doesn't matter because it's all such like a just a vignette of of things that happen around christmas you don't have to there's no big plot to follow you know maybe the lamp leg is the biggest headline and all the commercials they throw in, the networks sell that so hard. They oh, yeah. sell so many. So that movie that should just be an hour and a half long, like stretches three and a half or so hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is it is your entire day. Uh, test really quick, fun scavenger hunt for you. The star of A Christmas Story, the kid that plays Ralphie, mm-hmm. is in Elf. So keep your eyes really? open. That's right. See if you can see if you could spot him. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be looking for it. So no, yeah. really, like really quick. I don't want you to talk too long about it. But yeah. so you you liked Scrooged? Oh man, I it was out of the movies I I saw. I saw five in total. So that would so just to speak a little bit on the next one. It's basically the same story, but it was you know it was the 1992 version of the story. I oh. had to watch it because you know of course everything born in 1992. I got to check out. <laughs> okay. And, it was a Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh yes! Oh my God, that is my favorite Christmas movie of all time. Is it really? Beautiful. Yeah. Yes, I watch it every Christmas Eve. It's pretty wow. great. It's got great songs, uh, and of course, Michael Caine. Even Michael though he's, Caine. even though he's yeah. like he's surrounded by a bunch of puppets. Percent in that Easy. movie. Yeah, he's he's Amazing he's selling it. He's yeah. So good in that movie. The, the I think it's so movie. clever. So yeah. clever. All right, sidebar, yeah, and, sidebar. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. Favorite Scrooge. I know we're talking about favorite Santas, but what about favorite Scrooge Scrooges? Scrooge. Scrooge. <laughs> definitely, definitely McDuck. Definitely. I like the uh, George C. Scott. Is that the guy's name? Patton. Yeah. Who did a, yeah. A, t- a TV version of a Christmas Carol back in the eighties. Yeah, where he was oh. like, where, where, where Jacob Marley comes in, and he's like, "Turn it off, <laughs> turn it off." <laughs> I mean, I, I might say Michael Caine or uh, the Christmas Carol I grew up on was Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, which oh, shit. knocks out that whole story in like a tight 40 minutes. Yep. That's and what I'm talking about. It's so good. The songs are good. The Ghost of Christmas Future is terrifying, even to this day. Yeah, and always. That, that was my OG Scrooge. Mm. Okay. Definitely Michael Caine. Michael Caine for you, Caine. too. 
Patrick Stewart did a good one uh, on TNT oh. from a few years back. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's really just uh, pulling his Shakespearean training and, and throwing it up there on screen. He's great in that. Yeah. Oh. It goes into what I was really talking about because Michael Caine was really great in this. And it's just mm-hmm. funny because I'm watching it. I'm like, man, Alfred is really doing this movie <laughs> with all these puppets, man. And it's amazing. Yeah. And I'm engaged the entire time. He's got good songs. I, oh, the songs are so good, man. Oh, they were the narration was great. The narration was great from the beginning, mm-hmm. and then just the when he comes onto the screen and just his his different his personality throughout the entire movie, like how you how he goes from being the angry Scrooge, and as you see him over the movie, actually change into um, getting to understand how he's supposed to be better and how he needs to change his life. That was the difference in Scrooge and also in um, the Christmas the Muppets Christmas Carol because. Bill Mur- Bill Murray's character, up until the very end, like he was still just staunch and being an asshole kind yeah, of. That's like true. it was, it he had his kind of moments where it's like, oh, he where stuff was happening to him, but it wasn't really until he was in the box about to burn where uh-huh. he started to understand that he needed to change his ways. Yeah. But you could see it in Michael Caine. B- b- oh yeah, by the before he got to the ghost of a, a future, as back. it should be. There was still something sympathetic in the character, even though it was buried pretty deep. You could still sense it. It was, yeah. It's so good. It's it's great yeah. work. I did I did just remember uh, there is a Scrooge in the movie Hot Rod. <laughs> after, <laughs> after Rod Kimball makes his jump and like everybody's freaking out, and suddenly Scrooge he's just out of one of the buses and he's like a Christmas goose. <laughs> I don't know. If anybody else remembers this, I don't remember. Listen to our Hot Rod episode to hear us talk about that scene, maybe. <laughs> like everyone's celebrating, and like the guys on the AM radio announcing all of it, uh, Chris Parnell. Chris Parnell's, and he's oh. like, oh my gosh, and everybody's leaping off their seats, and oh, Rod, and she's kissed Rod Kimball. Oh, it's a beautiful kiss. And then you just see a cutaway to like Scrooge in the bus, and he's like, ah ha ha, Christmas goose. <laughs> Scrooge, Ebenezer Scrooge has a Christmas goose. It's just a random thing, and it's it's outstanding. Hot. Love hot rod. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The grape juice. It's like right. the grape so, juice. So you did Scrooged. You did Muppets Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Yep. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Yep. You had one more or two more. Um, uh, Santa Claus the movie. Oh, the, yeah. From eight from nineteen eighty five. You told me that was a classic. Yeah. And I mean, John hey. Lithgow. John hey. Lithgow given. Hey man, it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty much, I think, the reaction audiences had in 1985 when that film it's was like, released. Bro, I, I never even heard of this movie. It was yeah. a big movie. Okay, so, so Alexander and Ilya Salkind, who produced <laughs> the first two, well, I think the first three Superman films and Supergirl, were approached to do a Santa Claus movie along the same lines. Uh, and so they created, they did Santa Claus the movie, and it stars, oh, I can't remember his name, but he plays the Big Lebowski. It's the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski, yeah. yeah. Um, and it has uh, Dudley Moore, who plays the head elf, and John Lithgow plays like the CEO of this toy company, who's like, this toy company is like creating toys that have like nails and glass and the stuffed animals, yeah. and like he's, he's very dishonest. 
he ends yeah. up partnering up. Dudley Moore ends up going to him to try to make like, you know, bring joy to kids. And this is how we fix your company. And so they create these candy canes that make children fly. Fly. But yeah. But like, <laughs> it's only supposed to be like a little bit, but like, you know, there's the, the end where John Lithgow is trying to escape the cops. He's eating a bunch of candy canes and flies out the window, window to escape the police. Uh, all I have to say is Hallmark needs to get on it by somehow yeah. <laughs> making this a Hallmark movie. <laughs> David Huddleston, by the way, was the actor's name. Oh, yeah. that David Huddleston. I loved him as Loki. He was really good. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, hey, I mean, look, Dudley Moore was amazing in this movie. Yeah, uh, John Lithgow, yeah, and, and, and he he was as well too. But it was just the setup of the story and how it just begins is all right. They're in the 14th century, and there's the and there's this guy, Uncle Claus, who he just brings gifts. To random kids and everything that he knows. The actual legend and, of. Well, <laughs> I mean, but here, but here's that, the thing. No, 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 that wasn't the story of Santa Claus. That was the story of Uncle Claus. That wasn't Santa yet. He didn't become Santa until he was trying to go home one night with his wife, and they got stuck into, and they got stuck in a snow blizzard, and ended up. It's some random. The Jawas, the Jawas found them. And hey, 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 they, hey, they don't like to be called that, okay? They, they prefer to be called elves, all right? All right? It's just every movie around that time was picking up cues from Star Wars films. Like they were trying to tap into it, even if it was a movie about Santa. They're like, we still got to do. They did this thing in that Star Wars movie. We can do that too. Wait, so, how does yeah. he become Santa? Well, he meets these elves after he gets stuck in a blizzard, and they tell him, hey, you're home now. They basically kidnap this guy <laughs> and his wife is is what happens. They're like, yeah. And he's like, wait, what do you mean I'm home now? Yeah, we got a we got a whole bed for you. We got a bunch of stuff. And yeah, you're gonna eventually get to work and you're gonna have to do some stuff. We're gonna tell you about that later. And he's just like, okay. And him and his wife, they start this new life living in this random land with, with these short elves. And they tell him over time that you know what, you're gonna have to deliver these toys to every boy and girl all throughout all throughout the world. And he's just like all right, and eventually the old, the elder elf comes and tells him, "You are no longer Uncle Claus; you are from now on Santa Claus." Have the elves and been that, doing this throughout history? Like, are there multiple Santa Clauses that they've kidnapped and then I summarily have never, dismissed? They, they do got, not explain that. I got They're, the impression <laughs> that the elder elf was once Santa Claus. Oh, he's aged out of it, huh? Aged oh. out. Yeah. So, I mean, that was my beef with 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 Santa Claus the movie. Other than that, I mean, I guess it, it's an, it was okay, but no, so it's not great. And then I also saw the Fat Man, but we already talked about that. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. my list of movies. That does so. seem to be a common theme with a lot of these uh, m- movies with Santa in them. The elves are almost more powerful, more aware, more yep. like they're the ones fucking running the show. They just need a face. They hold the magic. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, much he's, like he's uh, in a, in another movie about Santa Claus called The Santa Claus, but Claus. <laughs> Spelled with an E, and uh, Tim Allen gets oh. to gets to play the, the titular role this time. Although I don't know who, I, I guess it's because Tim Allen was like the it guy back he in the nineties, right? He was he huge. Was we all watched Home Depot, Home Depot, Home yeah. Improvement, home, home. <laughs> whatever it's called. <laughs> Tool time. He was big. Uh, he he was inoffensive. Everybody loved him, um, and I could see why he was cast. However, uh, I don't story think it's so wild though. Like the fact that he was like arrested and like in jail for like cocaine charges and the fact that he turned things around with his standard. 
Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, he what? did make a career off of that, so I guess that's a problem. Yeah. Is his show Last Man Standing, Tim Allen show? Is that still on? Because I know that show was like on for a very long time, and yeah. people are like, "Why does it keep getting renewed?" I think I think it is. It's kind of the it's the it's like our our generation's version of According to Jim, where yes. it's like yes, like nobody watches it, but like. Why is it still? On? It does have a following, though. I think it's gotten passed around to different networks because uh, nobody yeah. wanted to renew it. But uh, yeah, people love some Tim Allen. But I do not live Tim Allen in uh, these Santa Claus movies. Uh, the no. the Ooh. the first one is okay if you can get past the the premise, which is that Santa Claus dies, guys. Like yeah. Santa Claus, yeah. flat yeah. out yeah. fucking he just died. murdered. He basically does get murdered. I mean, it's it's manslaughter. It was it was involuntary. Uh, but yeah, there's no denying that Tim Allen ruined Christmas that year because uh, or almost did uh, because uh, he made Santa yeah. fall off his roof and then had to. Uh, pick up the the hat and the the costume and, and and make it his own but something uh-huh. about him like l- later on in the movie when he's in the fat suit and the the fake beard like he doesn't he looks like a grotesque santa like his face uh-huh. is not made some people just look like santa claus you know he looks like kenny rogers like he, when, yes on, on mad tv when they would do the kenny rogers bit he looked like kenny rogers yeah, absolutely there's something like plasticky and, and fake and maybe it was just the makeup at the time um but yeah. I, I don't think he made a very good santa that first santa claus movie is not great um it doesn't it doesn't age well no judge reinhold as the, the overbearing stepfather who's trying to convince everybody he's not santa claus is just annoying as fuck uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and and it's just a weird like it's it's nothing that you go to see a Santa Claus movie for. Here's here's the thing, and this is I I feel like plot wise, this is where the movie missed the mark. It's this whole thing like you go through this whole movie about a, a man who's trying to basically mend a relationship with his son, mm-hmm. yeah. and so the way it should play out is for a year he now must live as Santa Claus. Yeah. To learn something and then bring it back to his family so that way he could be a better father to his son. But in the end, it becomes like a you know, like an absentee father yeah. at the end. He has his yeah. son has to share him with the world and doesn't really get to see him except for like what doesn't he do like the Masters of the Universe thing where it's like you could find me in this snow globe? Yes, like, yes, that bullshit thing. Snow globe. He's like you, I need my father. I'm ten years old. He this can summon him at any time. time. Yeah. 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 So I didn't like that. I, I've never liked that. No. I thought that, that, that misses the mark yes. as far as like a family rom com. But there's there's two more. Yeah, I was I was gonna say compared to the two sequels, that first there's one. Two sequels? Oh yes, yeah. oh yes. Yeah. There's this, one where he fights like Jack Frost. That's part three. Martin Short, and then there's one where. He oh yeah. And then that that oh, second I, one. Uh, he's basically fighting like Nazi Santa. Like they make a clone of Santa, like a, a Santa robot, um, because he's got to go deal with some personal issues back back on Earth, or back home. Uh, and meanwhile, the robot Santa takes over the North Pole. Uh, you, they even have like goose stepping Nutcracker guys. It's it's very dark and, and wow. uh, not enjoyable. Did you watch all three? Oh fuck no no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They were on TV, so I, I, I caught the second one uh, involuntarily. But, uh, yeah, yeah, cannot recommend those. Not my favorite Santa. Uh, okay. However, somebody who I think fared a little better as Santa, uh, even though he doesn't technically appear on screen, he plays like four different characters in uh, Robert Zemeckis's The Polar Express. I'm talking about Tom Hanks <gasps> as, uh, as Santa. Now, Joe is shaking his head, as uh, I do sometimes, and I – 
it's fair to say that the effects don't hold up. In fact, I don't even think when they came out. I don't think they did when they came out. No, yeah. no. It was very creepy. We were still uh, toying with all CG films. Uh, and Navigating that, Uncanny Valley. Like, it was just... Yeah. Every, was all the, the kids had, like, dead eyes. And uh, yes. they were using, like, kind of motion capture technology, you know, where they put a bunch of balls on your face. Uh, and Tess, you know about that. And uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, so they're capturing the performances, but it, it's not enough. There's something missing there. Uh, but however, I will say it is kind of saved by the music, the songs. Uh, and I like the story. It's an interesting story and a very um, unique uh, representation of the North Pole and El- like, like Santa Claus is like a Christ like figure to these elves. Like they celebrate him. Like fucking Donald Trump, like everything they do is is for dear leader, um, yeah. And and if it weren't you know grandfatherly Tom Hanks behind the uh, the hat, it, it might be a little creepy. But he he seems to make it work. I do like that that Polar Express. Oh wow. Oh yeah. Um, we we briefly touched on Elf, but uh, Tess, mm. one of the things you're missing out on is uh, Ed Asner as Santa Claus in that film. Oh yeah. Who, uh, I don't know what you would know him from. Uh, older folks out here know him from the Mary Tyler Moore show. What was that, Joe? Mm-hmm. He was in Up. He was the voice of uh, the old man in Up. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Oh. And uh, just a really good representation. Not, He's not cranky. He's not full-on Kurt Russell, but he's also not like holly jolly. Like He's, he's, he's a grounded Santa Claus, um, which, which is kind of what you need in that, in that movie. But uh, yeah, Elf. Elf is a, a staple around my household. Yeah. Okay. But back to the Polar Express for a second. Mm-hmm. I've never seen the movie because I love the Neither book and the book is approximately 22 pages long <laughs> and the movie is like two hours. So I was like, clearly they have diverged from canon. Yep. So I shall not watch this. <laughs> they sit on that train for a long ass time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not called the North Pole. So, it's called the Polar Express. Like, oh, should I? Uh, exactly. Express train should not be this long. Uh, so sh- should I get over my, you know, the book yeah. is better and watch this movie? I, I think it's worth a viewing at least once just to kind of see how it's... Yeah, no, you don't... I mean, there's a lot of interesting... Say what you will about Robert Zemeckis. Uh, he, he's very hit or miss. Uh, and the later part of his career is like... He, he just doubled down on this uh, all-CG style of filmmaking, you know, from Beowulf to... So welcome uh, to did he do yeah, that he sure yeah. did with Steve Carell a couple of years ago. Um, but everything that he learned from, like, live-action filmmaking... He he's really just like set free. He brings it into the CG world, and he's able to do like these camera moves. But it's not like a DreamWorks animation over the top. Like he's he's very disciplined still, but he's able to uh, to, to to pull off some some fantastical shots that you wouldn't be able to do in live action. Um, so I, I think it's worth okay. viewing. We'll Maybe I have it on while I was wrapping some presents. There you go. Joe does not <laughs> like Polar Express. I guess I don't like it. I don't like that movie. No. At all. I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. I've songs. never seen it either. So are there any other honorable mentions that people like or just movies that you didn't watch for the podcast, but like your favorite Christmas movie? Mm. Well, I mean, I mean, I feel like Love Actually has to be thrown out there. For me, for me, it's a tie between Love Actually and uh, Home Alone. Those are my my two favorite Christmas movies. Listen to our Love Actually and Home Alone episodes. And while you're at it, listen to our Die Hard episode, because that's my I love that. Die Hard. Now, Joe. Yes, I know people like to say this, and I see the memes every year. No, no, get my goat. Here we go. No, Here no, go. I, I just not for me, but maybe for the audience. Explain to the audience why Die Hard right. is a 
Christmas movie. Christmas. What are you talking about? It's got a Christmas miracle. He John McClane going down ventilation shafts like <laughs> Santa going down a chimney. He <laughs> makes a list of the terrorist names, his naughty list that he ends up crossing the names off whenever he kills somebody. Come <laughs> on, man. It takes place at Christmas. It takes place at Christmas oh, yeah. Eve. Yes, but so does every like, Shane Black no, movie. Hey, Joel, GTFO. All right, we got this. <laughs> <laughs> Very defensive of your diary. I'm not saying, hey, we it watched is. it. We watched it because too. Every every like every like year, some jerk off with a blog is <laughs> yeah. like, I'm going to yeah. do something that's going to get some hits. I'm going to generate some attention. Mm-hmm. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I'm so edgy. <laughs> and I'm like, and, dude, get And then out. there comes Joe. That man, what? (laughs) They might not even be my friends on social media. They might be friends of friends, and I'm like, whoa! I got time for this. My name. (laughs) I just when you when you say like Christmas movie, like it's not only has to have the Christmas staples in it, but like my definition is it has to feel like a Christmas movie. It has to have some love, music at the end. They play Let It Snow. So does Gremlins. Actually, that's a good one. Gremlins is a Christmas movie. Phoebe Cates' father gets killed in a chimney. (laughs) Listen to our Gremlins episode. Bridget Jones' Diary is a Christmas movie. It starts and ends at Christmas, and there's a lot of snow. There we go. There you go. That's that's all it needs. If it happens around Christmas, it's a Christmas movie, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Oh, simple. What did I see last year? I saw a movie with the... Oh, I can't remember. Seth Rogen. Yeah. Yeah. I was she played uh, Daenerys in Game of Thrones. Oh, last Christmas. Oh, last Christmas. I saw that like last year and it had like the It potential. wasn't what you thought it was going to be, was it? It wasn't very good. I, it, oh, really? I thought it had the potential, but it just, it, it wasn't no. it. Hit. Hmm. I, I watched it during the pandemic, earlier in the pandemic, <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Oh, that's <laughs> too bad because we were going to watch it. I, I had seen it recommended, oh. but no. When they make when they make their big reveal, like near the end, which you piece together like t- 20 minutes beforehand, maybe even an hour before they reveal it, you're like, oh, so this is what's going on. Like, but it makes you go like, all right, so rethinking all these things that happened leading up to this point, it doesn't make sense. And I don't want to spoil it since you haven't seen it, Joel. Um, but yeah, if you do watch it, let me know. We, we, okay. will, we will have to talk about it on here. I'm intrigued now. Yeah. You know, inc- include me in that chatter. I just always hate to see Emma Thompson in something that is not up to snuff for her talent. Mm. She was only what was she's only in the first like th- two minutes of that movie, right? Oh wow! I, th- I think she's in it a little bit more, but not. I mean, not a lot. But it. Yeah, the trailer definitely makes it seem like she's a big part of it. Oh man! And yeah. Tess, you reminded me uh, by saying Seth Rogen that yes, the night before from uh, oh, a few man. years back, that's a new favorite too. Oh, also, oh, yeah. uh, Office Christmas Party. Was a pleasant that surprise. Was that was, yeah, that was a pleasant surprise, for sure. Now I'm just uh, naming Christmas movies I've seen. The worst, no, no, no. Okay, so let me let me redirect you. The worst Christmas movie. Uh, Die Hard too. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm just fucking with <laughs> no, that. <laughs> Die Hard. Oh, I thought you meant Die Hard two. The sequel. Oh, oh no, no, I oh. no, I did, oh. but I'm, I'm I wasn't sure if that was actually set at Christmas. Oh, it is. But yeah, yeah that, it's not a very good. Die Hard. Movie. Yeah, it's not very good. Worst. I mean, it's easy to say uh, Santa with muscles. Listen to our Santa with Muscles oh, episode yeah. from a couple of years ago. Yeah, that, that, that definitely stuck. But I, I, for me, man, it's it's the Santa Claus too. Like it's just <laughs> it just gets everything wrong. Yeah, I've also seen on Netflix they've got a bunch of them that they're advertising. Uh, Emma Roberts is in one, The Holiday. That is fantastic. Ooh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, Jenna and I did start watching. Uh, uh, Netflix rolled out a series, limited series. Uh, what's it called? Dash and Lily. 
I've started for, watching that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we got sucked into that. It's a cute little uh, twenty it's minute episodes. It, yeah. It is very charming. It feels very um kind of garden state. Like like yeah. obviously the people who wrote it are like in their early twenties and still have that idyllic view of Christmas and falling in love and but it's it's <laughs> clever, but maybe a little too clever for its own good. Yeah. Did y'all ever watch see Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist? I have. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's Amazing. written, it's based on the same book. The oh. authors of the Dash and Lily books also wrote Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. It has that same kind of vibe. Very, yeah, very similar. Like yes. Diablo Cody kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But... Oh, God. speak of Diablo Cody, did you guys see the, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade? Did you see that like jagged little pill performance? Yes. It, the Alanis Morissette musical. Yes, I there mean, was a performance. It was, it's so. Bad. Started to, and then just like tuned it out after I realized what was happening. Yes. Yeah. Like, why is that a thing? Like this, this anthem, this this album that was so important in the nineties, and like just turning into like this homogenized, like so watered down. It's it's, yeah, Yeah. a white person's idea of diversity and like how we come together. It was just. that's always good. I find out that like Diablo Cody was behind that too. Oh really? Oh, what are you doing? Uh, all right, so we uh, we had an assignment. Joel gave us an assignment. We had to think of someone who has never played Santa that we yes. think would do a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Joel, since this is your assignment, oh. you get to start us off. I got to go first. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, well, I, I have two. Uh, one I don't think has ever played Santa. The other one has voiced him before, but I don't think he's ever appeared, at least not on film. But, uh, man, he's the right age. He's the right size. I hate to say it. Uh, and he's so lovable. Who doesn't love John Goodman? Like, can't you? Oh. John Goodman is like the ultimate Santa. He's not the right size anymore. Well, that's true. No, well, he is skinny, yeah. That yeah, is true. Can. But, you know, if, if Kurt Russell can do it, so can John Goodman. And he's so jolly, yeah. and his voice is just so uh, booming, and um, his personality is larger than life, just like Santa. Uh-huh. Yeah? Okay, yeah. that's pretty good. What do you think, Tessa? Well, so I had three for mine mm-hmm. as well and i kind of went in different little genres and tropes one of them <laughs> he's actually been, just, yeah i know he's so mad one's out. that's the thing one's been in a christmas movie and that's why i picked him even though it kind of doesn't count and that's jim carrey because you know you guys know he's the goat or one of the goats <laughs> to me even though he does hold one of the greatest christmas movies ever and that's yeah. the grinch Mm-hmm. Who stole Christmas? Mm. So I picked him, but then I also went with a comedic one. And after you know the night before, Jim wasn't a comedic. <laughs> I mean, e- even even more ridiculous, like oh, just okay. slapstick uh, comedic. And I went with Seth Rogen. I feel like seeing him uh. in a few years playing a Santa in a random movie would be okay. And then for the last serious one, but you know he has his he has his uh, moments for comedic relief. And this is going based off of just that whole dive we took into Sean Connery and all those movies, <gasps> and and it goes in it, it goes into the uh, Indiana Jones, and I picked Harrison Ford is oh. who I would like to see play I Santa Claus. Picked Adventure. him, yeah. wow, that'd be pretty. Good. He'd be nice, yeah. He'd be nice in that role. He's older now, and I feel like he would definitely bring a hearty, very joyful, and also comedic person to the Santa role. You He's know, just not. He's just not really doing very well with his batting average when it comes to landing aircraft. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I don't think I'd let him fly a sleigh. He's going to break a hip. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah. I factored that in. Also, not very jolly. <laughs> no, You've ever yeah. seen him in interviews. Dude, especially but, his Jimmy Kimmel appearances where he's just like, awkward. Seems like he's on another planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I mean, he's eighty something, so I guess he gets a he gets a pass on it. But yeah, that'd be okay. I, I like it. All right, I think that's okay. So, so I'll go next, and we could save our guest for last, best for last here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a couple of options. I thought it would be kind of fun if, like, the the power of Santa was like endowed on a couple people, and they ended up having to like compete over who was going to be like Santa Prime. And I thought this would be a perfect <laughs> this would be a perfect vehicle for Dwayne the Rock Johnson Ooh. and Kevin Hart. Wow, <laughs> both as Santa. <laughs> Oh my! God. I, I can hear uh, the elf jokes already, just writing themselves. Exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I thought, you know, if, if we're going to go a more traditional route, Jeff Bridges as Santa Claus would be. Oh, dude, fantastic. the big Lebowski himself! Okay. I love it, or yeah. the little Lebowski, okay. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> he's an urban achiever. Little Le- Lebowski. Urban. <laughs> That's right. My runner-up was uh, John C. Riley. I don't think he's That's good. Done it either. That's really good. good. Yeah, yeah. John-, John C. Riley actually is. I would say similar to mine. Um, I said Stephen Root. Oh yes, love him. I I really like a. Uh, like, I kind of thought think about Santa as the different Dumbledores in the Harry Potter movies. You got Richard Harris playing the very stately, mm-hmm. you know, older, very like wizened one, and then you got Michael Gambon who's a little bit more spry and yep. witty. And I I really like the spry witty one. So I could see Stephen Root really sneaking his teeth into the role of That's Santa, and making him a little yeah. sarcastic but still good hearted. So. That's excellent. That's a good. That's a real good. Uh, all right. So, if you have any thoughts about holiday movies, Santa Claus movies, who you think would play a good Santa Claus? Do you think Idris Elba should be Santa Claus? <gasps> Ooh, you know, it's time. Black Santa Claus, sexy black Santa. <laughs> oh, uh, See, my runner-up was Andre Brower. So that's pretty good. Ooh. I mean, he's not, he's not as sexy as Idris Elba, but he's you know, not, he's, but... he's all right. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, whew, I'm getting the vapors. Uh, <laughs> go to facebook.com slash editing bay or uh, in the search bar on Facebook, type in the editing bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, click on that. That's where you could find our little space and uh, let us know uh, what you think about holiday movies. If you've got ideas for movies for us to talk about in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there and we'll add them to the list, the naughty list, the nice list, <laughs> whatever it is, uh, the coochie naughty list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No. Sounds and like a lifetime also, movie. We've also got a website right there. We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It is editingbay.com. Uh, and when you go there, you're going to find uh, all sorts of things. Little links to subscribe to our podcast, a uh, little, little uh, Spotify or Apple podcast button. We also have links to our social networks, the aforementioned Facebook page. Uh, and also we're represented on Twitter. At the editing bay on Twitter, follow us there. You'll always be the first to know what news is going on. Uh, and actually, since we're uh, at the end of the year, almost this is a uh, we're, we're approaching uh, the end of this this horrible horrible year known as 2020. Uh, but we still have some joy to uh, to dole out, and that is in the form of our annual uh, Eddie Awards that will be Woo-hoo. coming up. Uh, either the first week of January or uh, maybe even the last week of December. We'll see how quickly I can get to it this year. But every year, it's our big award show where we hand out awards for, uh, you know, best guest hosts. Uh, Laurel, you might be on that list this year. Probably uh, going to be. We have uh, handout awards for our, our, our recast that we do. Every episode, we, we recast the movie of the week uh, with different actors and sometimes ensembles. So we award those. All sorts of awards. And those are going to be live on the website, on editingbay.com, by the time you hear this. So uh, please go there. You can cast your vote for the Eddie Awards and then listen in at the end of the month for our big annual end-of-year Eddie Awards episode to hear if uh, your choice takes home the coveted Eddie Award. So all that and more on editingbay.com.
let me throw down a little fine print though by the way Uh-oh. like we don't actually give out awards uh At this all. is and it's 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 basically just a glorified best of show of the year like sure. the best of the year like this is we get to go through and kind of celebrate the work we've done just wanted to throw that out there for no <laughs> reason in particular i i was about to ask for your media buy contact so i could just take some for your consideration ads but never mind not after last year's controversy <laughs> oh my gosh never oh, again we, we are not going to speak of that so uh, <laughs> before we uh, before we go, uh, I know I had mentioned earlier, and I don't know if it's going to still be in the episode, but this is our final episode of the year before we get into the Eddies, preparing for the Eddies. And next week, I think we're going to be doing the recast special. That's right. Um, so before we get into that, do you have anything that you want to you want to plug? Uh, obviously, Laurel, the Craniacs podcast, you and Ryan, are you guys? I mean, how many? Where are you now? Is there still yeah. show left? We have just started season seven, which if Whoa. you are a Frasier fan, uh, you will know that season seven is where a lot, lots of things happen. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. Hmm. But um, yeah, we're in, up into the you know 80s, 90s episodes. Um, and yeah, it's been an exciting ride, but there's still, I think, four or five seasons left. So Craniacs is not ending anytime soon. So come jump on board. Nice. Well, you know what? Having said that, uh, let me now take you down a road that you probably don't want to go down or think about. Oh, what do you do when you finish the show? Well, Ryan and I will cease to be friends after that. <laughs> that and, sounds like um, yeah, that sounds natural. <laughs> yeah, just that. That's it. We're going to be dead to each other. And it was really nice knowing him and his wife for you know years. But that's uh, that's it. <laughs> I just thought maybe you guys would just start all over again. <laughs> Run it back. <laughs> Maybe I'd let him pick a show that he's seen multiple times mm. and I'm new to kind yeah. of flip the flip, the flip our current premise on its head. So um, speaking of Ryan, he's got the uh, Tara and Ryan's princess diary mm-hmm. where they're talking about movies. Uh, check it out. Fun stuff going on there. Uh, I've got the, uh, the geek round table podcast. Oh, yeah. Last I had done the episode about bad movies that we love. Uh, and by the time this comes out, my second episode with them, will be out where we talk about Stranger Things, talking about the previous three seasons, talking about what we would like to see moving forward, uh, and you know maybe uh, maybe some some wild predictions of mm. what we feel in our hearts should happen in the show. Uh, so check that out, uh, and then you know as the month comes to a close, I'll talk about the next appearance I have on the Geek the Geek Roundtable podcast. It they, never they ends. Very, well, it's not so much that it's that they had me on a couple times, but they only do once a month. So. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we should take a cue from that. <laughs> Isn't that what we're doing? Instead of this every week thing, like, wow, we could have just done once a month. Um, well, guys, uh, this was really fun. Uh, I had a great time. Laurel, thanks again for Yay. being part of it. Thank oh gosh, thanks so much for having me, letting me invite myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, so I guess thank you, Jeff. Ugh. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Saving Tess. Tess, great job, buddy. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. Okay, we'll see you in the new year, guys. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.